Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. This is a Friday episode, and I want to share a different message that I got for this rating review. And it was actually, I was a guest on the show called Never Ever Give Up Hope. And it is, it was a beautiful conversation. So Carol and I connected. I was a guest on her show. And through the process of our conversation, of course, realized that we had walked some very similar paths. And I just thought it was very fascinating because if I remember correctly, she's in her mid-70s doing podcasting. I think she's been doing for eight, nine years. And I just looked at it and went, that's the work I want to do. Like, I want to keep doing this work because I love it. And I just wanted to share that because don't ever use any excuse like age because I'm constantly crossing paths with people from all over the place. We're all different ages who are podcasting, who are guessing, writing their books, doing the thing, standing on stage. So Carol said she checked all the boxes, encouraging, inspiring, humorous, and enlightening. And her show, again, was called Never Give Up Hope. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed the connection because I think in this last probably 16 months, I've done 140 guest episodes, which is an awful lot of talking considering how much I do on my own show. But it's been great because I've connected with a lot of incredible people and have been able to have some of them on my show as well, sharing their stories. So this episode, let's talk about putting your freaking blinders on. Hmm. Who can relate to this? I want to talk about blinders and how a lot of your life can change when you can learn how to put your blinders on. Why do you need blinders? Because comparison is taking you down every single time. It's a very slippery slope. It takes you off your game. It blocks you from using your gifts. It distorts what you think is happening because you might look at someone else's success and think you know their story, you think you know what they've come through, you look at it and it's like, oh no, why is it so easy for them? And meanwhile, they've been in the online space for 10 years and you're trying to put one post up. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I can say firsthand, I've had calls with clients where they've put one post out they didn't get the feedback that they wanted. And they're like, see, no one listens. No one listens. Just as a stat to know, like less than 6% of your audience online sees your content, less than 6%. So if you have 100 followers, like less than six people are seeing your content. And now the average, this has changed a lot because we're inundated with information. 
there was a point in time where people needed to see content six, seven times before they could decide if it was a good fit for them. And now it is, I believe it's 21 to 26 times that people have to see content before they can see and know if it's a fit for them. So if you're putting out one post and you're not getting the feedback that you want, you're judging yourself because you're looking in comparison to how someone else is doing. Or you might even be setting yourself up in a cycle of self-sabotage to say, see, it doesn't work, so I can't do it. There's just not going to work for me because it doesn't work the way that it works for everyone else. And this is one of those times where I say your blinders, you need them. They're going to save you. They're literally going to save you. And on social media, you have mute buttons. You can unfollow anybody. And if you don't want to upset anyone, you can mute them. And I've actually muted a lot of people. I'm, and whether they are somebody who triggers or expands or whatever, if I, my energy feels off or if I find myself in too much of a scroll, then it's like, no, I mute because it's just, it's too distracting for me. And once the distraction is there, it takes you so long to pull back and get back on your own track. So Comparison is a really, really slippery slope. So I want you to look at the people that you are consuming online and ask yourself, like, are they expanding you or do they trigger you? And if they trigger you, why are they triggering you? Is it something in you that you need to work on? Is it not your person? Because I know there's a lot of content creators out there who talk only numbers and I, it doesn't work for me. It's not because I have a money block or that I, I'm triggered by money. It's not that at all. It's actually not my benchmark. And so I've learned to to really block certain people because of that. If they are somebody that I am not in alignment and integrity in my values with, then I'll block them. If it is somebody who triggers something that I feel less than about myself, I absolutely block them. And I do the work on me. That's not avoiding doing the work on yourself. That is doing the work on yourself. And I think that is so much more powerful. And it'll take you like it'll take you 10 steps forward more than spending hours consuming content on social media. So I say social media, it is not the only place, right? It's not the only place, but it's where we're inundated with content and it gets really distracting and hard to put your blinders on. So I am always having these conversations with people about comparison. And comparison is actually a limiting decision. And that means that it's even, let me see if I can explain this. We have limiting beliefs. They are beliefs that we have about ourselves. Sometimes those beliefs come from our interpretation of something that happened. Maybe it was a traumatic experience. Maybe it was a difficult experience. Or it's our interpretation of what something means. A limiting decision is a decision that happens before the belief is built. And that means that you have control over a limiting decision. So a limiting decision is a decision that you make before the belief is built comparison is is a limiting decision. And I've honestly done a lot of work in my own timeline through my own breakthrough days on comparison because I did not realize how slippery of a slope it was for me. It is, it's not a distraction. It literally will take me out of the knees and then it blocks me and I stop doing anything, which is not going to move anything forward, right? So Comparison is something to keep in mind and recognize where is it a trigger for me? Where is it blocking me? And how can I learn to respond differently? And before you can learn how to respond differently, 
you really do have to put some blinders on. And so when it comes to comparison, how do you shift that? A, I think you have to create space. I think you have to put a block up there. And whether it's a physical, uh, an actual block on your social media of the time that you spend on it, you have to consciously interrupt the pattern. So if you catch yourself scrolling for like an hour, there is a decision that happens before you pick up the phone that I want you to actually consciously ask yourself, like, do I want to be doing this right now? That is a decision. You interrupt the pattern of going to social media to be in a space of comparing. And going back to the book, I always refer to The Gap in the Game. When you are sitting in a space of comparison with social media, you are 100% standing in the gap. And when you stand in the gap, you're looking at where you're not yet, right? You're looking at where you're not yet. And when you imagine how big that gap is, you make it bigger. And when you make it bigger, now subconsciously, the time that it takes to create the results that you desire, you've just exponentially grown it. Like you've expanded it on so many different levels. So whenever you're standing in that gap, you're literally pulling yourself back into comparison. And so that's one thing. Another is how can you find a way to recognize that it's just a highlight reel? Like take a look at your day or take a look at your week. Where were some of your low points in your week? Did you share them? Did you put them out? Or did you curate the post that spoke beautifully? Because most of us are putting the the content out there that we think we want to share. It's a highlight reel. I've actually gotten into a space now where I'm just doing this for me, not for anyone else, right? I started my online journey with my videos after hot yoga. So I looked like a mess and I did that on purpose. I wasn't a mess, but I felt like I looked like one. I did that because it blocked. It was a way for me to show up authentically because to show up curated in the online space when my life was a shit show made no sense whatsoever. It just felt incredibly inauthentic. And so I made a promise to myself that I'm going to show up on a regular basis first thing in the morning. So instead of scrolling, I get on and I just share what what are my thoughts? What's happening this morning? I usually do maybe two, three, four stories. And it's like what's coming up for the day. And I just share it. And then I post it and I walk away. And it gives me a chance to be consistent, be more authentic for me and put that content out there. And the other day, I did not feel like it. And I was like, Marsha, you made a promise to yourself. And I'm like, but you're in your jammas. Well, you know what? Jammas it is. And I did the, I just did them. So it's finding a way to just show up as your best self and like create and carve your own lane, like literally carve your own lane. Find a way to celebrate other people, the ones that are not in a triggering way that makes you feel less than, the ones that are expansive, because they're showing you what's possible. They really are. The people that you look at and think, God, I wish I could do that, or you can see something in them, it's because you have that in you. You just have to find a way to untap it, to unkink the hose, to actually get into action and bring it to life. And practicing gratitude. I'm going to say practicing gratitude is so important in a sense that you're anchoring in on what are you grateful for right now? Because if you can't find a way to be grateful for what you have right now, you will not have more. And if you do have more, if more magically falls into your lap, I guarantee you, you're going to self-sabotage, burn it down because you do not feel worthy of what you already have. You have to find a way to be grateful for what you have. 
A lot of this episode was inspired by I am doing a speaking competition and I actually have not done a speaking competition since I was 10 years old when I went to my parents and said, I want to do a speaking competition. <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, no, that's not safe. That's not that's not safe. That's not a good idea. And I'm like, what do you mean safe? I don't understand. It, it was this this idea that it's scary to be up there. And I didn't seem to buy into that. Don't ask me why, because it's very strange for a, a kid to want to do that. But I did. And I went on and I won that event and went to a regional event. And so it opened up something for me from a young age, which I felt like there's something here. I've spoken on multiple stages, probably up to crowds of five, 600 people. I have done short talks, long talks. I've done teaching, like, big segments to students. I've done a lot of different times of public speaking. And I felt like it was time to stretch and I didn't know what that would be. And so I came across Speaker Slam and my friend Samantha had competed in January and I decided that I was going to apply. And the reason that I applied was because the March topic was human connection, which is if you're new here, we talk about it all the time. And so human connection felt like a very authentic topic to take on. But this is a five-minute competition, okay? So it's five minutes. You go over 5.30 and you start to lose points, I think for every 30 seconds or for every, no, you lose points for every second, over 30 seconds. And so I sat there and went, okay, this is a stretch. Do I want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, I want to apply and see what happens. So I did apply. So I'm speaking in March and it is a competition. There are prizes and I am working hard to mentally just be in a space of visualizing it, letting it be fun and knowing that this area of growth is going to be good for me. And so we had our first call. And as we were on the call meeting all the other speakers, it was this very strange moment where people were asking like, what do you believe human connection is? What do you think the definition of it is? And I'm like, I'm just being so real. There's a part of me that's like, I'm not sharing that. Those are my words. Like, and I actually, I mean, you could go onto my social media anywhere and see it because I do talk about it all the time. But I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then all of a sudden I could hear the noise and the chatter of, I've had a coach for six months. My talk's been ready for six months. I've been doing this. I'm like, I've got it memorized. I'm practicing. My coach is writing it for me. And I'm not mocking it. I'm not, trust me. But I found myself in this space of like getting very flustered by listening to everyone else and where they are and what they're doing. And I thought, Marcia, if you don't put some blinders on right now, you're never going to be able to pull this off. And so I did. I literally kind of went into a zone in the call. I am, I hope everyone does great. I really honestly do. For my own sanity, I had to put blinders on. I literally did. And I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. This is this, you're doing this talk for you and for your clients so that they get to see you stretch yourself. And as I was going to bed, I was like, okay, I don't have my talk done yet. It's a little bit scary, all these things. And then I went, I am open for the talk to download. I'm open. I am open for the framework to download. Went to bed that night, three o'clock in the morning, 3.45 to be exact. I woke up and the whole thing, like the framework downloaded. And I was like, oh, there it is. And I got up and I wrote it out and I still have a tremendous amount of work to do on it. But I just had to share that I think if I hadn't put some blinders on, there might've been a part of me that went, I'm not doing this. I'm not ready. Who am I to? I can't do this. The talk, the self-talk, it's real. Like the self-criticism, it's real. 
And they went, no, we're not doing this. I'm not doing this for everyone else. I'm doing this for me and for my clients and to stretch myself and to stand basically on the arena floor. If you've heard me talk about it, it's standing on the arena floor because I can stand in the stands and throw some opinions out. But if I'm not going to get on that stage and stand on the arena floor, then I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the word outspoken. I feel like I am. And that's not what I want to do. So that's where this entire episode was inspired by. And I want you to ask yourself, where do you need to put your freaking blinders on? Where? Because you don't need a 20-minute podcast to tell you where. I, I guarantee you that you know. I guarantee that you know. Wherever that is, listen, put them on, and test it. See how it feels. When you put blinders on, your energy will shift. It will shift. Instead of giving so much of your energy and time to your phone, how about instead you actually put blinders on, focus on what you're doing, stay in your own lane, practice gratitude, recognize you have strengths that others don't, celebrate others, learn to compete with yourself standing in the gain where you can look at how far you have come, comparing yourself to your past self, standing in that gain, not in the gap, looking at everyone else, and realize that you have something so unique to offer the world that when you can put your blinders on, you can actually get to work and do the damn thing. How about that? How about that? I am cheering you on and I hope this this episode supported you. I would so, so, so appreciate a rating and review as it really does help the show to grow. And I just hope that this lands for you because more people stepping out of comparison is going, it's, it's going to save you. I promise you, it's going to save you a tremendous amount of energy. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Mm -hmm.